How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith. And today, in response to a listener request, shout out to Johanna, I am going to talk with you about different ways of working, including my path to self-employment or what I like to call a portfolio career. I love this topic. One of the best things about today's world of work is that there are so many ways to earn a living and do work that is aligned with you which as you know, is the basis of heart-based career planning. I talk with a lot of job seekers about the gig economy and portfolio careers, as well as self-employment. So with that in mind, today we will dive into the gig economy, what it is and how to leverage it, Then I'll chat a little bit about portfolio careers or having multiple streams of income, talk about some of the pros and cons to both of these. And then lastly, I'll share my path to self-employment or solopreneurship or my portfolio career, which is my own heart-based career plan. So what is the gig economy? I did a little bit of research and I actually thought Wikipedia had a pretty good definition. So I pulled that here and I'm just going to share it with you real quick. So Wikipedia says that gig workers are independent contractors, online platform workers, on-call workers, and temporary workers. So gig workers enter into a formal agreement with on-demand companies or projects to provide their services. And this can be through a tech platform. So that's the definition, according to Wikipedia, of the gig economy. I also recently heard this term called flash teams. And I think it was from Reid Hoffman, who's the founder of LinkedIn. And basically, this talks about companies pulling together groups of experts to get a job done. And the idea is that you don't have to do a ton of onboarding for these people because they're all experts and they're not full-time employees. So basically, if a company has a big project they're working on, they pull in all the different experts from all the different functions they need. Everyone gets aligned on what the project is. They go out and do their work in their area of expertise, and the project gets done. Other terminology here might be freelance work, 
could be consulting, could be called a side gig or a side hustle. And personally, I believe that the gig economy is really shaping our modern workforce. There are a lot of stats out there about this. According to a 2022 McKinsey article, and I'll put this in the show notes, there was a survey called the American Opportunity Survey, and that indicated that 36% of employed respondents identified as an independent worker. That's equivalent to 58 million Americans, which is up 27% from 2016. I also saw an article that mentioned 40% of millennials and 53% of Gen Z prefer freelancing. Now, in the past, traditionally, temporary workforces were used primarily in manufacturing or warehouse work, or I think about retail and holiday support. And this was really meant to meet peak demands. And so organizations could easily flex their workforce up and down without hiring permanent staff. Although now it is more and more relevant. And this is due to technology and speed. So think about technology in the apps where we can literally hire someone at the click of a button. So I think of Uber, TaskRabbit, Upwork, Fiverr are two that I've explored. DoorDash, you can hire tutors through an app. Rover.com, you can hire somebody to take care of your pet through an app. Career coaching platforms are done that way as well. So tech and speed allows a larger pool of workers to really quickly and easily be matched with their customers. And the reason that this is becoming a thing and a popular way of working is for a couple reasons. But first, anecdotally, I hear from career professionals all the time that they value autonomy in terms of control of their time and what they want to be doing with their time, as well as flexibility in their day-to-day work. So this is a conversation I literally have with people every single day. Some other reasons that this is becoming popular, it could be because of necessity. So, you know, if you have a day job that isn't making ends meet, getting some type of side hustle or leveraging one of these apps in terms of technology in order to bring in additional income to help make ends meet is a great way to do that. Or maybe somebody wants to earn more for, you know, building a house or going on a fancy vacation. So it could be for more of that discretionary income. And of course, there are pros and cons to all types of working. The two main barriers that I see as uh, when it comes to working as an independent contractor are first and foremost, um, health insurance and healthcare. So traditionally in the U.S., uh, you get health insurance through an employer, and that's mostly from being a full-time employee in a job. I truly believe that this will change and it's going to have to change. The other barrier is the instability of flow or regular work. So there's going to be ebbs and flows in terms of the demand for the work. 
you know, there's going to be seasons in peak demand and then there's going to be slower seasons. And one of the ways that you can overcome that barrier of instability of work is to create what I call a portfolio career. And this is how I currently work. So portfolio careers provide the opportunity to have a variety of roles versus just one job at a single organization. So it can be multiple paid or unpaid and then multiple streams of income, ideally. And I was doing a little bit of research on portfolio careers and they are not new. So the term might be newer, but I was doing this research and I found out that Albert Einstein actually followed this model early in his career. So it said that he opted for a quote unquote dull job at the Swiss patent office so he could support his physics research, which is what he really wanted to be doing. So the idea is to have multiple ways to earn a living or multiple streams of income to help with those ebbs and flows. Now, this could also, you when you think of a portfolio career, it could be tied to one major industry or function, although it also could be different industries or functions. So for all of you multi-potentialites out there, I see you. And yes, you can totally make a career out of all of your interests if you'd like. So an example of this might be a realtor who is also a freelance writer and a paid keynote speaker, or maybe a corporate marketing specialist who is also a yoga teacher and a dog walker. In my world, I'm a career coach on multiple platforms as well as an HR consultant. So if you're someone who loves variety in their work, a portfolio career will support that. It will also allow you to to diversify your income streams and make the most of your earning potential. For me, working this way creates a lifestyle I love, which of course is the core of heart-based career planning. So now I want to share a little bit about how this comes together um, with my career story to creating this portfolio career and my path to self-employment. So I'm going to walk you through my own heart-based career development plan. But first, I want to preface this and let you know that I am only going to share a short overview, but this literally took years. So there was years where I was thinking through this and sharing my different ideas, and it was a process. There was a lot of mindset hurdles to get through, a lot of stops and starts. And so I just want you to know that I'm just sharing an overview here in the event that it would be helpful. So when I was in my last corporate role, I started to feel like my time in the corporate world was coming to an end. I didn't want to move into another HR role. I wasn't really drawn to anything in particular the way that I always had been in the past, except I had this nudge and this voice in the back of my head that never went away about starting my own online business. And this actually stems back to college when I won an entrepreneurship award. So we had this project where we had to create a business and submit it and do a presentation. And I did all of that. And I actually won a scholarship for it. So it's always been kind of in my blood. When I got to that point in my corporate career where I just wasn't feeling drawn to anything anymore, 
I decided to pause and reflect on my core and lifestyle values. So what did I really value in my career? Autonomy was first and foremost. I wanted the time and space to do what I wanted to do. Flexibility with my time was huge. I wanted my time to be my time. I loved working from home. So I worked from home before the pandemic and before self-employment, and I love that. And so I wanted to continue that. I really value harmony and having quiet time, which is something that is very difficult uh, in the corporate world. So I wanted just to be able, and that kind of goes along with autonomy and flexibility, to just have quiet time to do work. I get bored easily, so I wanted to make sure I had a variety in my tasks. And creativity was another value. I felt like I had a lot to give that just wasn't able to come out in my corporate roles. From there, I started to visualize what I wanted my work days to look like and how I wanted to feel at the start and the end of each day. So again, I wanted to create the space to bring new things to life. I love working one-on-one with other people. I needed that quiet time to do deep work. And I also wanted to make sure that I was making an impact and feeling meaningful supporting others. From there, I took an inventory. So what are the skills I wanted to do more of? I like building things, processes, systems, resource, tools, teams. I like building. And so I knew that I wanted to do more building. I also really like change and it comes very naturally to me. I realize not everyone is comfortable with change and I would really wanted to help others make changes happen. I wanted to take into consideration my 15 years in HR. So how could I capitalize on all of that work to support others? And the other thing I noticed is that forever, people, my friends and family have always come to me for career-related insights, whether it was resumes, job searching, whatever it was. And I really loved helping people in that way. From there, I dug into my why and who I wanted to help. And let me tell you, I had all kinds of ideas. So I had ideas to start a local flower shop. I had ideas to be a contract recruiter. I had ideas to do HR consulting, obviously career coaching. I had all of these ideas. And so once I had all of these ideas, part of heart-based career planning is to make sure that your ideas and your work is relevant. So I dug into the industries and I, you know, before, this was actually before career coaching was even what it is today. So I had a little bit of a hesitation from that perspective, but dug into all the industries and really understood the trends. And then I read a book by Cal Newport. It's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And he talks about career capital, which is anything that puts you in a better position to make a difference in the future. So this could be your skills. It could be any type of credentials that you have. And they talk about leveraging your career capital to do your best work. And so I know that working in HR, I had this inside scoop as to how companies attract hire, retain talent. And that was just one of the areas of HR that I've always loved. And so I started there. And it came down to two things. First, my career path has always been really messy and I wished I had somebody to help me. 
and not spent 15 years trying to figure it all out on my own. And I also love helping organizations build new processes and practices around their people and their talent. So that's where I started. And part of heart-based career planning is being agile. So I knew that I would adjust this accordingly as I worked through it. So from there, I created my heart-based intentions around career coaching and HR consulting. And again, your heart-based career intentions should be heart-centered, meaning they're in alignment with work that you truly want to be doing. They should be energizing and light a fire in your belly. They should be agile. So we have to be able to adjust quickly in today's world of work. They should be relevant. So again, checking into industry trends and making sure that it's going to be relevant work. And then finally, thorough and tactical. So that's where all the details come into play. So from there, I built my heart-based career plan around the three key areas, experience, exposure, and education. So in terms of experience, I started out doing career coaching for free for students and recent grads. The feedback that I was getting was that I was helping people and it was really super rewarding. So at that point, I decided to apply for a job on The Muse as a career coach. Side note, The Muse provides really fantastic career advice articles, coaches, all the things. So if you are interested, I would definitely recommend going to check them out. But I did get hired on The Muse and that really gave me a sense of the demand for career coaching what people needed, and again, the feedback that I was getting. I'll tell you, I booked my first client within six hours of being on that platform, and then they referred basically their entire family to me. (laughs) So I took that as a sign or a divine wink that I was onto something. So I worked through the experience and then exposure. So exposure and networking and relationship building is really hard for me but I knew I needed to do this. So I stepped way outside my comfort zone and met with career coaches and HR consultants that I admire. And I asked hard questions to learn the good and the bad and the ugly of the profession. And they were so generous with their time and the information that they shared with me. I also reached out to online business owners I admired to learn more about how they made it happen. And then I really started to cultivate these relationships, which ended up to be one of the key pieces that allowed me to move into this type of working. And I know that cultivating relationships and quote unquote networking is really hard and it's a barrier for a lot of people. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that and dedicate an episode to just that in um, shortly. Also, in terms of exposure, the other thing I know is that marketing and self-promotion is really hard for me. So I ended up joining a few different teams as a career coach where I could do the work, but less of the marketing. So that's really where I ended up building multiple streams of income doing work I love. In terms of education, I listened to every podcast I could find. I read all the books to educate myself on career coaching, HR consulting, building an online business, all the things. And I was super excited about it. I also invested in a career coaching certification and I invested in coaching to help me get an outside perspective and have that thought partnership to make the final leap. 
Finally, I dug into my finances, mapped a financial runway, met with a financial advisor, and figured out what would be enough, saved money, and gave myself a runway. I gave myself one year. And when 2020 was on the horizon, I thought it was going to be the perfect time to take a leap and start a new chapter. It was an all new decade. How cool would that be? Little did I know I'd be running smack into a global pandemic, which certainly took my breath away. Although it ended up to be a blessing in the sense that I had more time and energy to help so many other people who were navigating job loss and all the uncertainty that that year brought on. So making the jump to build this portfolio career and into self-employment is courageous, it's terrifying, and it's liberating. But ultimately, it's my way of filling the week and the days with meaningful work and really making each day count. So I hope that was helpful for you. Next time, I'm going to be back to share my experiences as a first-time solopreneur, self-employment, and I'm going to talk to you about the top five lessons that I learned. So as a quick recap, the gig economy is shaping our modern workforce. It provides new and exciting ways of working. And if this is something that you're interested in, I definitely encourage you to get out there and explore it because you know that you deserve a long and radiantly happy and healthy career. That's all for today. I'll talk with you next week. 